Hello, my name is Jeff, and in this podcast, we're going to explore what it's like, what it takes to become and stay dangerous. I'm going to blend science and spirituality on a quest of becoming the best version of yourself, where you follow in your own footsteps, becoming who you really want to be, all the while, while I become who I want to be. It's going to be a fun ride, so mount up and come go with me. All right, so uh, last couple of episodes, I've, I've just kind of hinted at this masculine-feminine energy type thing, you know, masculinity, femininity, and, and the polarity between the two, and, and why it's important, and, and how, it's, uh, how it affects our society. And um, a lot of you know that I, I do a little bit of coaching, and, and I was talking with a young man this last week, um, and it was it was it was a fantastic conversation because he was just in this space to kind of learn, and, and um, he he was he was asking questions, right? Like, why dangerous? Why masculinity? Why does that matter? And, and I I kind of let him into some you know, warrior archetype uh, that is important to me. A lot of, you know, I work with a lot of veterans as well. Um, it's my tribe, right? I'm a, I'm a combat veteran. And, and so these are my guys and gals, right? Like, uh, you know, when I, when I say that I, I want dangerous men to lead this society, that doesn't mean that women can't be dangerous. Um, if you've not seen a mama bear fight for her cubs, then, uh, I would suggest that you don't don't be on the receiving end of that um, in any way, shape, or form. You know, women have the ability. Uh, and in fact, I remember, you know, watching it. I'm going to talk a little bit about TV and, and how it ties in. But I remember watching the commercial, right? Like, uh, and I don't know what it was a commercial for. I can, I can bring home the bacon. I can fry it up in a pan. Uh, maybe some of you can, like, comment bring in what what that commercial was selling or whatever i because i don't remember uh but i remember the commercial and mostly maybe because i like bacon <laughs> i don't know it was all it was all about bacon but they weren't selling bacon i i do know that um but it was it was it was a good time right like and so it was about this woman who who could do it all and that that's been the champion of our society recently right we we want this and it's, it's kind of messing everything up because we need that polarity. We need that masculine, feminine energy. If you don't have the polarity, it doesn't work. And, you know, we can look at whether it's divorce statistics. We can look at families breaking up. We can just look at how people in relationship are unhappy and, and the amount of therapy and people taking drugs to get to sleep. And people are just generally unhappy. And. I truly believe that this lack of polarity and the, the lack of a strong masculine to lead the feminine is is a significant cause of that. And and you know when when you talk about that and, and and this young man talked a little bit about you know what about toxic masculinity you know aren't men toxic and you know and how how amazing is it that this young man is 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 developing a uh, is developing a complex because he happened to be born a man 
or, you know, born with a penis and he's going to grow up and, you know, society as a whole tells him that he's toxic. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to grow up and, and really kind of internalize that, right? That That's messed up. And, and that's how we're raising our boys today. Uh, and we're drugging them. We're drugging them. And then we're, we're telling them that they are bad and they're toxic and, and all of this stuff. And it's what's what's come about is a little bit of this nice guy syndrome. Um, and my own personal experience with that I, I can say that that uh, I had a lot of examples that were set for me by just absolute nice guys. They were confident. They would help. They would always say yes, no matter what. They couldn't hold their boundaries. They were nice guys and everybody loved them, right? Because they were such nice guys and they would help out and they just kind of got run over sometimes. And it's perceived... Uh, a lot of times in, in, in personal relationships, if you have the nice guy, that they're just weak. Um, and I, I think that was a little bit of my story for, for a while. You know, I, I was not this nice guy. And then I, I kind of overcorrected and I was this super nice guy because I felt guilty and shame for being a, a bit of an asshole. And um, so I became this super nice guy. And then people perceived me as weak. And I hated that. So that made me angry. And, you know, you go down the spiral, you go through all this stuff. And, and, and that's why I've been able to look at it and kind of go through and get my own perspective and, and realize that how, how terrible that this cycle can be. And, and the fact of the matter is men are not toxic and, and they're needed. You know, imagine, if you will, going to, uh, you know, this fantastic competition where you're going to see ballroom dancers and you see the guy in a tuxedo and the woman in a, in this beautiful ball gown and nobody takes the lead, <laughs> right? They get out there. I mean, what do you think the dances would look like? Somebody has to take the lead and, and you know, you can, <laughs> I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. You know, you can talk about biology all you want and how irrelevant it is, but I got to tell you, it's a, it's a fact, right? Like it, it actually is a real thing and biology matters and men are wired to take the lead and women are wired to follow and it works fantastic in ballroom dancing. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to basically say that it works pretty much fantastic throughout life. And there's going to be a lot of people that say that this is crap. I hate women, blah, 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 whatever you want to say that you can say whatever you want. You can throw stones. I don't care. Um, because the fact of the matter is you're just wrong. I think that women should be submissive to their dominant man in a relationship. And that doesn't mean they're worthless. That doesn't mean, and in fact, I hold true uh, the biblical version, right? A good woman is finer than the finest rubies. And she certainly isn't less valuable than a man because the man takes the lead. But I, I tell you what, our country, this country has gone down a rabbit hole and is in a, 
in a precarious situation because we have a fantastic void of strong, masculine men. Dare I say, dangerous men. Right? And we keep teaching this. And, you know, it's, it's that whole, it's that whole dichotomy. Uh, like I said, I think it was the first episode. You know, I, I said, I'm a peaceful man. And somebody said one time, well, no, you know, I'm a peaceful man as well. And, and, you know, and once again, I work a lot with veterans and veterans are not harmless, right? Most of the veterans that I know can do great harm. They can, they can visit in violence on you, whether it's, uh, whether it's flying an A-10 and strafing, strafing a village or, or blowing up a convoy or driving a tank or just shooting a gun. And they have the capability to be violent and they choose not to, right? Like my friends do, at least I don't, I don't have a bunch of people that I, I in fact, I don't know anybody that wants to go out and harm others. Um, but they have the ability to do so. And that's important. And that's an important distinction between peaceful and harmless. And if you are harmless, you're weak and you're not much good to society. And, and I think men, it's, it's created in us where we want to be useful and effective. And uh, there's a coach I listened to, and, and he, he gave a quote. He was quoting somebody else. And so I'm, I'm probably going to get it all wrong or whatever, but it really resonated with me. Um, and I don't know who the quote was attributed to or anything like that. So if, if, if you're listening and it was your quote, uh, forgive me, you know, let me know in the comments or something that was your quote. And, and I'll, I'll give you credit for it. But the bottom line is it said, be useful for, he was talking to men, men, be useful at your father's funeral. Um, and that was, that was telling and it resonated with me because it just, it, it, you know, if, if there was ever a time for a man to break down and, and lose his shit and, and not be useful, it would be at his father's funeral, right? Because this is the man who, who molded and modeled for him who he was supposed to be. And now that model and that, that mentor is gone. And if it was done right, that man is going to be useful. He's going to be effective and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And he's going to protect his family. He's going to do all those things that we need men to do. And somehow we've gotten it so twisted around that we don't want men to do that anymore. And, you know, I was thinking the other day about TV shows and, and it was something I read about masculinity and, and TV shows. And if you look at the shows in the 50s and 60s, you know, Leave it to Beaver, My Three Sons. My Three Sons is the one I remember. Um, and then I liked Bonanza and, and Ponderosa, the, the shoot 'em up cowboy movies. But those men, um, they were very useful and they were very effective. And I, I remember in particular, I remember like Michael Landon. And, and I don't know if that was Bonanza or, or Ponderosa or something. I, I, I don't know. Um, and, and I liked him, I guess, because I saw him in Little House on the Prairie. I, I grew up watching that as well. And, and, you know, these guys were portrayed as protectors of their family. They gave of themselves. They were creative. They were 
men who you could count on. They had strong characters and they were they were viewed and they were portrayed in the TV shows and the movies as somebody you wanted to be like. Um, and then, you know, over the time, it, it, it just um, and, and I don't know why, because I never really watched the show, but I, I can think of Mr. Roper in uh, Three's Company or whatever. And then and then Jack, right, like in Three's Company. Um, and I, I guess that would have probably been the 70s. Um, and and how that, you know, these guys were kind of buffoons. And, you know, even in the 80s, it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, once again, another terrible example. I remember Bill Cosby, right? And I know all the problems that he's had now. But, I, you know, who didn't grow up watching the Cosby show? Um, and, you know, he was nice. He was loving. and But he really, you know, Bill Cosby's not the guy, you know, he, he, he was a doctor. So, I, I guess, and, and so he would take care of his family financially. But that's not the dude that you would want to step up. That wasn't a dangerous dude, right? Um, he, well, <laughs> okay, that's funny to me now. Right? Like, apparently, he was a lot more dangerous than any of us knew. Um, but I'm bummed. But uh, as portrayed on the TV show, right? Like, this is not the dude that he provided for his family. He cared for his family. He, but he wasn't able to protect his family, and it just kind of eroded and eroded and eroded. You know, in the 90s, it got worse. In the 2000s, you know, where we're at now, um, you know, men on TV are just buffoons. They're, they're something that their women have to put up with and, and deal with, and like another child that they have to take care of. And that's how they're portrayed. And, and you know, the, the question is, do you, does art imitate society or does society imitate art? Um, and I would, the answer that I would give is, Yes. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I had a lot of examples that in my life that were the nice guy. Um, they were constantly. And, and the word that keeps coming to my mind with the nice guy is competent. Right. They were competent. And I was so grateful um, to be able to 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 glean a lot of that competency. I can do a lot of things I can. You know, I can do plumbing, I can do electrical. I, so I'm very competent and I'm, you know, I've, I had that loving competence and, but it didn't work for me. And, and um, for whatever reason, I came about it sooner or later or whatever. I've come upon it that I want a feminine woman in my life. And to do that, I have to step into my masculine. And that hasn't always been easy because I've wanted to step into I've wanted to slide into that nice guy role. I've wanted to make everybody happy. I want to say yes and, oh, yes, I will do that. You need that done for you? Okay, I'll take care of it. And that seems weak, right? That's not the protector. And so one of the things that I'm having to learn myself, and hopefully you can learn from my example, is I'm learning to say no. I'm learning to hold my boundaries. I'm learning not to take as much crap as I used to. Um, what exactly does that look like? Uh, it's, man, I, I wish I could give you some great, great examples, but I don't. Um, I, I know that that when it comes to this COVID stuff, um, that was really easy for me to say no. And I, I 
in my inbox this week, there was a story about this Hungarian uh, Olympic gymnast. He's a 51-year-old dude, great physical condition, and he was totally anti-vax and, and all of this stuff. And, and he finally relented and, and, and capitulated, right? Caved. He didn't hold his boundary. And he caved in and he said, okay, I want to keep my job. And, and I'm sure he did, right? That's a tough choice. You're going to lose your job or you get this stuff jabbed in your arm. And he finally relented, said, yep, I know I'll, I'll do it. I need to keep my job because he's trying to protect his family, I'm sure. I don't know if the guy had a family or not, but he's trying to do what's best for him and, and, and those that he loved. And, um, you know, a few days after he got the jab, he's dead. And all I can think of is, you know, you have to hold your boundary. Um, you know, and I, I've talked a lot on some Facebook Lives and stuff before I started doing the, the, the podcast. You know, I didn't put on a mask at all, ever, until I had to get on an airplane, right? Like, there's some choke points that I can't get by. And my one of my weirdest favorite stories or whatever is, you know, I, I had some, some man tell me, he's like, well, I got the jab. I, I didn't want to get it, but he goes, I want to fly internationally and I'm not going to have anybody tell me that I can't. So because, and I'm, and, and you know, I, it's just absurd to me at this point. I'm like, they just told you, you can't unless they put this experimental untested, whatever in your arm and, and you can't. You capitulated under the auspices that they weren't going to tell you what to do. They just told you what to do that you think is bad for you. And you did it. You just caved. You didn't hold your boundary. And I, I think it is a concerted effort. I think it is well thought out. I think we're teaching our little boys to be not little boys. Right. I think we're teaching them to be something other than masculine. And it's a dangerous, dangerous path we're going down. Um, now, because, in, in, you know, another example, the, like this Hungarian Olympic gymnast, you know, we have sudden adult death syndrome. What is that? They're like, we just don't know what causes this. Well, I, I, I'm a guy who used to troubleshoot airplanes, right? Like a, a, a problem in an airplane or a helicopter. And, you know, when something changes, you're like, well, what did we change? What's different now that what are we doing different now that we weren't doing a year ago? You know, where did this sudden adult death syndrome come from? I'm not going to answer any of these questions for you. You're going to have to answer them for yourself. Right. Like I'm on my own path. If 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 you want to do what you're going to do, then, um, you know, good on you. I was never afraid of dying. I was never afraid of COVID. I was never afraid of dying. What I was afraid of was not living. And you can find a thousand different people that say it a different way. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't live before you die, then what's the whole point? So there is no way that I was going to lock down. There was no way I was. And, and, and why do I bring this in? Why do I bring this up? Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching a commercial on, on, for Target, back to school, and there's kids in masks, right? This is a brand new commercial. They're already 
the profit, and, and I talked about it last week, the, the prop, the, uh, the propaganda is amazing. You know, I'm at the gym the other day. Um, I'm at the gym, not wiping down the equipment with their chemicals, by the way, it, it, this is absurd to me, right? Like I eat clean. I don't do this. I don't, but I, I use all these chemicals to clean these new ones. I digress. Um, but I'm at the gym and, and the Ellen show is on and, you know, talk about a lack of masculinity, but, um, the Ellen show is on and everybody in the audience is wearing a mask. And um, not only is it a kind of a class warfare kind of thing, because obviously Ellen and none of her guests were wearing masks because they're the they're the elite. But everybody and it, it's it it is propaganda and, and it, they're trying to normalize that and it's coming back. And so what I'm telling you is heart problems and stroke in children is not a normal thing, regardless of what you see, the commercials that you're seeing on TV. It's not a normal thing. I'm old enough to know that. Sudden adult death syndrome just didn't happen in the last year because something new came about other than this crap they're jabbing in your arm. And where this all comes in is we need men. We need dangerous men to be useful, to be effective, to stand up and say no. Hold your boundaries. Do not be like this Olympic gymnast. Or the dude who goes, I, I just, I did it because I wasn't going to tell them, I wasn't going to let them tell me what to do. And the interesting thing about that, by the way, is shortly after that, they, they banned, they banned flights into the country that he wanted to go into. So he, he took a jab into his arm and didn't get to go where he wanted to go anyway. So I'm going to leave you with this. Men, and I'm speaking specifically to men, be useful, be effective, hold your boundaries. And Nancy Reagan had it right when she said, just say no. And my friends, always and forever, stay dangerous. Until next time.